welcome to Let's Talk 20-somethings. We're back. Happy to be back. We missed y'all so much. Right. <laughs> it's 2020 now. Woohoo. <laughs> um, today's topic is being woke in the black community. So, should we jump right in? Yeah, let's jump right in. Alright, so what does being woke in the black community mean to you? Being woke in the black community to me means, personally, that I have a responsibility to, like, awaken everybody else. And not in some profound, life-changing way or anything, but I feel like it's my responsibility to help when I can. Mm-hmm. And it just means... um getting out of the maze to me because a lot of like my growing up was centered around just undoing all the slavery mindset and stuff that the government instilled in us and society and everything else instilled in us from a very long time so Mm -hmm. being walking the black community to me means being above the odds being above succumbing to things that don't matter in life And having a responsibility to teach others and bring others to the phase of wokeness. Yeah, for sure. And I agree, like, with wokeness, it's just about, like, waking up and understanding everything that is going on in the world and how that affects the members of the community and black people. And just, like, not just laying down for it and actually sticking up for it and making changes to make a difference, Mm -hmm. you know, to make that change. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, like, the black community these days is working towards, like, being woke. Because, mm-hmm. like, everybody fucking... The podcast we just watching, Earn at Your Leisure. Mm-hmm. And everybody is learning that being woke is not necessarily, like, having these profound visions and going on, you know, spiritual journeys and mm-hmm. all these Black Panther spiritual quests. But yeah. <laughs> it's actually taking life seriously. Right. And fighting back, fighting back from oppression, like earn out your leisure. When we was watching that podcast, it's all about like financial, financial stability and helping yourself and helping the community because we were pushed back, you know, during slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just standing up and understanding like this is an injustice and this is how I'm going to fight back. Mm-hmm. You doing in the community to like I don't know how to word it. Yeah. <laughs> To represent your openness? Is that mm-hmm. a good word? Yeah. I think, like, standing up. I think owning a business is big um, because I'm providing for my uh, community and making a change with that. And, like, just having, like, that leadership role to be out of, kind of, like, out of the system and not, like, kind of fight back in a way with mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, if you don't mind me asking, mm-hmm. what kind of business do you do? Yeah, I'm a I'm a juicer. I have a juicing business. I make co-fresh juices and smoothies. So yeah, I think getting the people healthy too is big. Standing up for the people because that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, me in the community, I try to network with a lot of artists. To be honest, that's my target. Yeah. Imani is an artist. She does paintings and just throws on the wheel and everything she can do everything (laughs) but I'm a poet and so me and her when we network with people and we talk with people that's mainly like what we go to is our talents and shit Mm -hmm. and I think what I do in the community is really like I I don't do anything that requires you to like say oh I have a career in this and I have a degree in this or I did this and I have like you know an extensive record but Mm -hmm. 
I network a lot and I, I am around a lot of people who do different things. So I think that me, I'm just a person who can inspire a lot of people and people need that because the connections that people t don't talk about a lot in the black community and in business is behind the scenes connections because those are important. It's people that is out here that want to do stuff for free for you just because they like seeing people like do business and stuff and that's great connections to be made. So I think I'm one of those people that'll, oh, I'll do anything for you because you're out here doing something. Right, for sure. And I think it all, that all boils down to like community too. When it, the things that we do are helping the community and like being networking with the community mm -hmm. is huge. And inspiring the community. Because one thing that I like about um, me and Monty starting this podcast, it really inspires people to not only talk to us about our business and everything, but inspires people to look at different aspects of doing business and mm -hmm. getting exposure and everything. Because we are probably one of the first, not first, but one of the few podcasters in our city. So a lot of people really look at us as pillars. We still don't realize how much traction we have with this podcast. And I, I started to realize the other day that's only because me and her are one of the few people that actually sit here, record our conversations, are confident about what we talk about and everything, and put it out there like that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that what we do in the community is just being ourselves, but it goes a long way and it inspires a lot of people. Yeah, also, like, having, like, connection to people. Like, when we do stuff, some people do things, like, very selfishly, like, oh, this is for me. But, like, mm. I know when me and Janicia do things, we're looking, we know that we're looking out for our people. We know we want to help people um, and just have, like, that, you know. Mm -hmm. And another thing I think me and Imani are big on is, like, giving people free advice, free education, free whatever the fuck you want. Because you ask me anything about starting a podcast, starting a hair business, running a YouTube channel, doing anything that we do. Because I was just, I don't know, I was meeting with the board of realtors this morning. <laughs> right. And I was talking to them, and I was like, I do a podcast, and my business partner that I do the podcast with has a whole juice pressing business so sometimes when she does pop-up shops i'll volunteer with her and everything and it was just like magical to <laughs> me for them to be really impressed by the little things we've done they were yeah. like sitting there eating it up <laughs> so i'm like oh we're on the right track yeah the little things matter man and just like us just making the change and wanting to be better for ourselves and that like transcribes in the community too because people see us as an example and they're just like wow like you know? mm -hmm. Um, my inspirations behind being woke. Tupac. To be honest, guys, I would recommend everybody go on YouTube and just look up a whole bunch of Tupac interviews from when he was like a teenager, mm -hmm. when he was in theater and stuff in his school and working with like Jada and stuff. Mm -hmm. He talks a lot about how the switch in generations is coming and we need to be as young people prepared for leadership and prepared for change and prepared for, you know, different things in our lives. So Tupac really inspired me to be open, not to, because he was Machiavelli, a fucking gangster rapper. Like, <laughs> this dude had tattoos out the ass and everything. He's still running in, you know, whatever he was doing. But at the same time, he knew enough to know that we are the future. And I think that that's one really big thing that I liked about Tupac being my inspiration, just being woke. Because he was way above his generation. Way above his generation. 
I think one of my uh, biggest inspirations, probably like one of the women that were super inspirational to me, is probably like Angela Davis, like during the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. um, and how like well, how fought, like because back then it was like so much harder, and they were working through that. So I think I'm really inspired by her, and just like being a black woman and being unapologetically black, and just there in the front run, like the front runners, and yeah. Angela Davis is like amazing. I watched a whole bunch of her interviews too because I was listening to a lot of Maya Angelou Mm -hmm. at first when I was younger, and I stumbled upon just a whole bunch of Black Panther interviews, and Mm -hmm. I got so engulfed. But she was one of the people that stood out to me because she was her own self. Like she was just a black woman, and she knew that. Right, and I think the biggest thing, like, even, like, with Tupac, like, these people, you have, like, even, like, with Michael Max, because Michael Max led a crazy-ass life when mm-hmm. he was young, he was running the streets and doing all that shit, and then he had his awakening, like, to be, well, these people weren't like this since they were kids, they, like, I think they just lived life and understood, like, what was really going on, and then, like, woke up, like, damn, we need to make a change in the black community, because we shouldn't be living like this, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's really huge. And I think, like, the 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 process of them being raised in the time period that they were being raised in really had an effect on the people who they were because Mm -hmm. Tupac, when you hear a lot of his interviews, his mom, um, he really talks so highly about her and just says that they argue he can discuss anything with her. And that's how I feel about my mom. I could discuss anything with her. We argue Mm -hmm. all the time, but if I come to her and be like, hey, mom, I want to do this, she'll tell me I did that. Here's what I experienced from yeah. it. I'm not telling you not to, but if you do it, take this information. Mm-hmm. And boom, that's what it is. And I feel like a lot of people who were um, our inspirations while we were younger really got an opportunity to live and be themselves. For sure, yeah. What makes you passionate about just being woke in the black community? Or the black community as a whole? What um, makes you thrive here? I think what makes me so passionate is just us. Like, black people are just amazing. I'm a black person. I love all my black people. It's just the resilience that we had because we went through so much and we got through it and we have this sense of community. We have this sense of still, like, being so uplifted after that. You know what I mean? We could mm-hmm. there's, we could be, like, so hateful and angry and, you know, and we have the right to be, but it's also, like, the love that we still exude. Exude. I'll say that wrong. You know what I'm trying to say? Exude? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> But push out of us that love that we have is just huge. So I think the main passion is just us, like, taking care of us, seeing us, wanting us to be great. I think that's the biggest thing about being woke is caring about our people and wanting better for us. Mm. So it's just like, yeah, I want to see us thrive. Like, like black grandmas, my grandma, like, just that sense of, oh, like, <laughs> that sense of warmness. Like, and, you doing the damn thing, right? okay? Yeah, like, just community, family and community. It's huge, and that's what really makes me passionate about all of it. So one thing that makes me really passionate about the community is just um, seeing the progress that we made from, like, the 90s and the 80s and the 70s, the crack era, all the shit that our ancestors, our um, grandparents and shit went through, see how far we made it from their life because really seeing how far we came because – from the Black Panther movement till now, it's really inspiring because at a certain point, they would, be honest, they would assassinate people, murder people, get people addicted to drugs, and do a number of things they could to distract us from being woke back in the day. But now you realize it's too many of us for them to be able to pull the shit they used to be able to pull. 
And I think that's a really big thing. And that's what makes me passionate is that I see this generation, our generation, made strides that other generations, they they set up for us. But we really took it, made it our own, and made it, like, a really big thing. Because now it's common to be woke instead of just working a nine-to-five and just sitting down and doing what everybody else wants you to do. So, yeah, I'm really passionate about the community because the progress you made. But also, I like the fact that it's a lot more people getting out of their box and really mm-hmm. finding themselves. Yeah. I feel like a lot more people who are depressed or who don't know their way or whatever in life are just confused and down and low vibrational because they aren't woke and they don't know their possibilities and don't have this sense of community or faith in the black community. And I feel like once people get out of the mindset of we're less than or not even less than, but we can't, or life is not meant for you to go after how you want to go after, we can make a lot of changes. Being conscious of woke to me is just like them knowing uh, about like racism and what's going on in the community and like stepping up and being different and and fighting for that and understanding that and also like waking up other people too like being that person that understands what's going on and fights for it and actively like talks about it mm-hmm. um, and doesn't like sweep it under the rug because there's a lot of people who know about this stuff but don't even want to speak on it or when like a lot of celebrities black celebrities and they don't even want to talk about what's going on in the community and what is really happening, you know? So I think consciousness is just, like, you knowing what's going on and wanting to strive to be better and help other people Mm. be better for the collective, for the black collective. The black collective, (laughs) yes. Um, Some traits for people who are conscious to me would be someone who is aware that It's levels to this shit, to be Mm -hmm. honest, because you get a very conscious person that comes and they can talk at you all day, talk at you about the shit that they know, the shit that they learn, what they've been through, the things that you can do when you're woke. But someone who's truly woke to me and conscious to me is someone who realizes that life is fluid and everything has levels and steps and everything takes time. Mm -hmm. And someone who's very passionate about not only taking the time but also giving people the benefit of the doubt the leeway and the inspiration to get to where you are because i feel like being woke in the black community one responsibility that we have is always reaching back and if you're not reaching back if you're not inspiring if you're not showing what the fuck needs to be done Mm. and what you've done then is pointless like your work is pointless truly if you're not right. inspiring people and not inspiring people but educate people mm-hmm. telling them how to get on to something else because i think the end goal at least i feel like the end goal should be us working towards black wall street and building generational wealth and everything that all the other races have right. we don't have shit right and it's, it's big about like the sense of community and pulling each other up like not you just being up and oh i know this knowledge and i have these tools and i would just use them for me that's not being woke either because it's like you're not helping anyone you're not furthering your sister or your brother to get forward too if you're there and you know it's just like yeah so helping helping each other like one thing too about doing business in the black community is that you start to see that and that everything is not so black and white and you see that like 
there's really hurdles that you have to hover over as a black person right. in America. And once you realize that, you can realize how to get people above thinking in a mindset that isn't very conscious or very high vibrational. We call it the slavery mindset. but And again, slavery had an effect on us, but nowadays we have to realize we're in the modern world. We're way above, you know, the slavery generation. That was 300 years ago. So now, even though it's a slavery mindset that they have and they raise us with, mm. it's a post-slavery generation. We need to realize that we have to do... We are having to deal with other things other than slavery. Slavery wasn't our battle. But what our battle mm-hmm. is, is not seeing enough black people in the media. Mm-hmm. Being killed for being woke and finding out the truth about a lot of the things that they did in the slavery era to keep us down. Mm-hmm. Our job as a generation, and it's a very tasking job, is to undo mm-hmm. everything that was done. Oh, but as someone who's woke, like you take on that responsibility like with the weight of a feather you don't even think nothing of it because of the fact that you feel so passionate about it and you care about the community that much i think care is one of the other things that make me passionate about the black community and being woke in the black community is i realize i'm one of the few people that cares right. and people can want to do things to make a profit or to make a name for themselves mm-hmm. but i just care to care and that's the realness the other stuff is fake Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not gonna help the community be better it's just about better themselves and our kids gotta live in this shit so I don't see why people fake love, fake inspire fake right. care, yeah. it's just toxic and what are some traits of someone who isn't conscious to you? I think someone who isn't conscious is like not understanding like the power of all of us being together like putting down other black people um, not caring about what's really going on, pushing stuff under the rug when it comes to like what's going on in the news and like police brutality and all that kind of stuff and just like sometimes some people just feel disconnected to it too and don't feel connected like to the community the black community some people try to be like oh i don't understand that or i'm not from the ghetto or da, 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 like stuff like that mm-hmm. and i feel like when you have that mentality of just not being connected to black people that you're not conscious you don't understand it because i mean con- if you're black and you understand what's going on and you understand like our history, there's no way to not be conscious. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I, I think a lot of it is just pretty much someone who has like self hate for themselves and self hate for their, you know, their blackness and really doesn't understand that because either other way you will want to progress or you know progress. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think someone who isn't conscious, just for an example, a lot of people who aren't conscious to me, first of all, just sit there and be like, well, why don't you do it? Why don't you go out and, you know, do this? And you're just sitting here and, you know, getting on people about the fact that they can't, or not even that they can't, but that they haven't Mm -hmm. made the strides that they have, or that they don't see why people are stuck in the mindset that they're stuck into. I think someone who isn't quote-unquote woke or conscious don't see the transparency and the levels with knowing what you know because again as a person who knows a lot about life i i know i'm very blessed to have come across this information being raised in this environment and just knowing a lot of things but people aren't raised like me people don't Mm -hmm. know the things that i know so when i run into somebody like that i don't sit there and ask them a million questions on 
how come you can't be like me? Yeah. That's not realistic. Yeah. And I'm not even perfect. So I'm not about to sit here and make myself the end all be all. Mm-hmm. I'm not even God. <laughs> but um, I think someone who isn't woke constantly like disagrees with everybody's decisions and don't give everybody the benefit of the doubt. They really sit there and just not belittle people, but that's the only word I can think of right now mm-hmm. is take away from, you know, what people have already done. And a lot of people, and me, I can speak for myself. I'm in a point in my life where I know the things I need to do. I clearly see it. But also, it's a lot of generational things that I have to undo to be able to handle the life that I want to live. Because mm-hmm. emotions and being financially you know, fiscally responsible and just having all these things about yourself that makes you accelerate in life. I need mm-hmm. to undo all the work that was done to my mind and to the way I was raised and everything before I can continue on in life. And the one question I hate, or not even one question I hate, but and I'm not saying I hate inspiration, but I hate when people sit there and tell me, oh, you need to believe in yourself. You need to try harder. My nigga, you don't know where I came from. So don't <laughs> tell me I need to try harder or believe mm-hmm. in myself. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that to like be crabby because I like people encouraging me. Mm-hmm. I like people saying that. But if you sit there and I know your past judgment, I know you're thinking, oh, you could be doing way more and da, da, da. Yeah. I see my potential. Absolutely. But also, you don't know where I came from. And being raised in, coming from the west side of Chicago, first of all, and in my childhood, we were homeless and just, like, saying, you know, moving house to house. Even before I moved to Omaha, right before I moved to Omaha, we mm-hmm. was living with our whole family in this fucking big-ass house. And I stayed in the attic with my family. And it was just, it was messy. I came from poverty. I know this about myself. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of impoverished mindset that I have to undo and unwork and work with. I don't need people telling me. You need to try harder. You need to change your thinking. You need to do this and do that. You wasn't raised in the environment I was raised in. Literally, people think that, you know, certain shit has to be that way because it has to be that way. Mm -hmm. In order for you to accelerate, you need to change your thinking. That's not easy. I've been on the quote-unquote spiritual journey that I'm on for three years. And it took me being honest with myself on this journey to really try to accept myself. Right. Man, that was a word. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah, but you can also tell too, like when people's judgment is coming like out of a bad place and not like real understanding, because you have people who just judge, like look at people, look down on people, and that you're not gonna get nowhere with that, you know, and approaching yeah. people like that. So let's talk about doing. black community. I mean, we can edit. <laughs> yes. <we can. laughs> Let's talk about mental health in the black community. Guys, we want you to know this is just like uh um FYI. Mm-hmm. We make a list of questions and that's how the structure of the podcast goes. Just in case we run out of, you know, shit to talk about about yeah. one question, we can move on to the next question, mm-hmm. keep the conversation going. So literally sometimes when we say <laughs> subject matters, that's literally a question that we've written down. Yeah. That we've written, we've written down that we're discussing right now. Mm-hmm. So my views on mental health in the black community, it's not paid attention to. Yeah. It's not at all. Mm-hmm. My grandma, she had cancer, breast cancer, three times. Our whole family went homeless. It was a lot of shit going on. My grandpa was a drunk, and that was just a thing for us. 
my uncle was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and my auntie was diagnosed with bipolar disorder but didn't believe in the doctor's diagnosis. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Everybody in my family has a mental illness plight. But the one thing that I hate about my family is we very much feel like you can handle it on your own. You don't need to go to therapy and just a whole bunch of dumb shit. Mm -hmm. I believe that in the black community, the one thing we need to do about mental health is just to pay attention because it's a number of suicides and depression and just everything with kids my age and kids in the black community and younger kids and people who don't know how to work through those emotions it just like takes them down the path that they don't want to be on and it it keeps them from being woke and it keeps them from making moves in life that they need to make and to grow up and everything i totally agree when it comes to mental health like it needs to be important like people push other world like even like therapy like a lot of us need therapy we all need people to like help us talk through like what we're going through you know Mm-hmm. And um, so people who just push that under the rug. And I think black people, since we went through so much, a lot of us see us like, oh, they're so strong. They can get through everything. They can get through anything or whatever. But it's like, no, we need we need that because, like, mental health is at the core of our being. So, like, if that's not in check, then nothing else will be, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and as a community, we need, we need people who are, like, you know, ha- have that together or whatever. So it's like, when you don't have that, then it all falls apart, you know? So it's just, like, it's something that is really important, I think, that we should get on, you know? I really want everybody to take what she just said and pay attention to that. Because I heard a gym in there, and it really, like... I love when Mommy talks, first of all. This is why we do the podcast. But <laughs> she said that when you don't have your mental health in check, mm-hmm. you won't have anything else in check. And that is really important to understand mentally if you are not okay with yourself or organized with yourself you won't be organized on any aspect in life because again if you don't understand your mental you can't understand the outside world and i think that's also what makes bullies bullies and what makes people judgmental and everything is Mm -hmm. they don't understand themselves yeah so they can't understand you and so in the black community with all the mental health issues that we have because of just not being accepted and being minorities we need to get that shit under control because we could be one step closer to black wall street if every black person in america got you know therapy for sure I mean, y'all could give us our reparations in the form of therapy, and we'd be fine. Man, because therapy is expensive, too. That shit is expensive. expensive like, so shit. much stuff is expensive, so it's just, it's just a mess. Expensive <laughs> shit. But the, my thing is, see, y'all did this to us. Y'all, now, I mean, I, and I don't want to place blame, but, I mean, slavery was a conquering, a war and everything. Mm-hmm. There was things put in place to make us you know fall short of being conscious and everything so now that we have to work through it and then do it because you don't want a whole bunch of neanderthals ruling the world then you have to sit there and give us some some type of tool to take it to the next level and Mm -hmm. reparations in the form of therapy would be great Let's start a petition. (laughs) (laughs) How do you stay positive in a society that is not centered around you? I love myself. Um, and I don't I don't necessarily know how to describe practicing self love, but for me I'm just in love with black people. Mm -hmm. Black people are beautiful. I just I I became completely engulfed in myself. I'm very conceited. 
I love everything about you. And that's just how I stay positive. Like, mm-hmm. not even trying to be funny or over-explain it. But literally, I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, my skin is so pretty. I'm so, you know, heavy set. And I just have a lot of things about me that I like and mm-hmm. I, I really value. Before I was woke, and I don't, I, and then again, not even before I was woke, because I feel like this mindset is what I was raised in all the time. Yeah. But, um, I don't think other people who was raised in a very conscious household or upbringing realize how valuable black people are. Yeah. I take pride in having melanin as well. I take pride in having culture. I take pride in my accent. I take pride in being ghetto. I take pride in all that shit because at the end of the day, what you call it is ghetto. What you call it is an accent. What you call it is country food. What you call it is everything else. But me, this is me. Right. And I really value it. I value everything about being black. If I'm ever rich, if you see me make a million dollars, I won't change anything about my lifestyle except for the place that I live in, the clothes that I wear. Other than that, I'm gonna be me till the day I die. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. I think, like, when it came to, like, the way I was raised, too, was always around, like, loving black people and learning to love yourself. Like, my dad always put that into me. Like, he always used to have me chant, like, say loud, I'm black and I'm proud, and, like, loving, like, learning to love my hair. And when it comes to, like, representation, you don't see it, but when it comes to black people, you don't see that much representation, but you know, like, that's all has to do with, like, racism and what they define beauty, but that has nothing to do with, like, uh, our beauty and what like we have so I think it's all just really community loving yourself self-love is the biggest thing because when you love yourself you're gonna love your community more you're gonna love your family like and if you don't that's just self-hate you know and it's just all comes down to love are your parents woke in your opinion I feel like yeah I feel like this generation is well, I'm speaking like generationally but yeah I feel like this generation is super like conscious and we're doing things and you see so many like so many like events and campaigns and all these things like we started like Black Lives Matter and we're like we talk about this stuff you on Twitter you see think pieces of just blackness and dissecting everything of campaigns and all kinds of stuff and I just think that yeah I feel like we're very we're reaching more consciousness and I mean I feel like each generation gets stronger and stronger and yeah there's a couple of outside things that don't agree with like consciousness but that's okay because we were like raising that consciousness the whole point of being conscious is so you could wake up other people and have that you know Mm -hmm. so yeah I feel like yeah this generation is pretty pretty woke Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um I agree with Dimani and only because of Twitter. Like I've been Black on, Twitter is a gym. <laughs> Black Twitter is a tool, a fucking <laughs> movement. Man. I've been on Twitter since Twitter was made, to yeah, be honest. Honestly, like since yeah. Twitter launched and I made my account, I've been an active member mm-hmm. on it every day of all the years. I think my my ten year anniversary on my <laughs> original Twitter account, uh-huh. not the one I have now, but my OG one was like probably last year. Mm-hmm. So I've been on Twitter for all of about twelve years or thirteen years now and I'm only twenty two. Mm-hmm. That says a lot. <laughs> That's a <long> right. <laughs> Twitter had a hand in me growing up. Mm-hmm. And so with um just being on Twitter with my peers, it shows me, yes, yeah. my peers are as woke as me and we can discuss anything. And even if they aren't on the level that I'm at, we are all working towards leveling a leveling 
up. I don't know why I keep skipping letters in the words that I speak. <laughs> I'm going to get my shit together. <laughs> but, yeah, just, like, being around my peers and, like, having a friend like Imani and having all my friendships. Because even though I have some friendships that suck and some people I argue with all the time, like my best friend Tavian, he's my god best friend, argue all the time, cannot get along <laughs> for shit. But... He's woke, and he makes me think in ways that I don't think, and I can give it to the man. Like, mm-hmm. even though I don't agree with some aspects of his life, and he don't agree with some aspects <laughs> of mine, mm-hmm. he can absolutely argue with me and debate with me, and then at the end of the day, after all of that, we can go back to being friends. So I really believe that all my peers are woke. And I also like that we are all woke, because it makes for a more peaceful generation. I think yeah. that's what the older generation hates, but... We just chilling. Because right. <laughs> we all know shit. Right. Yep. <laughs> so how does not always being around a woke crowd affect you? For me, I would say it's just is people are just like it's surface level when you're around people that aren't like that. They just they don't understand it. It's a big when you're around people like that, it's like you don't feel understood, you know? Like being around the wrong people, you just feel so misunderstood and you feel like it's just not a good feeling. It's just like, damn, I'm not around the people I want. I don't, I don't surround myself with people that are not like me. <laughs> like, not completely like me, of course, but like, not being conscious about the black stuff we go through. I don't, I wouldn't want to spend time with someone like that. So I don't spend time with people like that. <laughs> like, I just don't. Period. It doesn't relate. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. I think you should choose to be around people who reflect of the biggest things. Because this is one of the biggest things, like, at my core, you know, I am black and blackness and being proud and consciousness is at my core. So I would want people who have that same, like, they're reflected, you know? Mm-hmm. I think, I, I don't really know if it affects me. Mm-hmm. I think I use every situation that I'm in in life or every, like, opportunity that I have in life as a learning opportunity. I use every situation in life that I'm in as a learning opportunity. Yeah. So, literally, when I'm around people that aren't woke or aren't conscious, uh-huh. I observe their actions. Social and I really... Too. Yeah, I really be like, I used to think like that. Yeah. I can see some me and you, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna work on never going back to that again. So, um, it doesn't affect me in a negative way. It affects mm-hmm. me actually in a positive way. Mm-hmm. I learn a lot, but also I hate the fact that there are some uh, times where I have to go. Yeah, okay, and move on. I hate that shit. Yeah. I hate that feeling of just having to say, okay, because you, you don't really... want to get into it. With yeah, them. and you've exhausted all of your opinions. Mm-hmm. You've said everything you could. You've yeah. done everything you can, and it's just not clicking. And yeah. I'm just like, okay, and move on. But that that's one feeling I hate. That's probably why it affects me negatively, because I hate not being able to, I guess, debate or be understood. Yeah. But... Other than that, it affects me in a very positive way. I actually, like, learn it from any experience. Experiences are interesting to me. Seeing an example of what you don't want. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. When do you think you became woke? Um, For me, I was blessed to have, like, parents that instilled that in me as a childhood. So I think, like, that came as a childhood. And then once you grow up, you just do more research and, you know, you study more and you, like, look at, like, past examples that happen in biographies and understanding and interviews and all that stuff. Um, so I think for me, it started as a child, thankfully. You know what I mean? Not everyone is able to have that, like we talked about. Not everyone mm-hmm. has that consciousness in the home. And some people 
like have to go out and search for that and read that and you know and I think that's that's good too but yeah so yeah for me it came as a home at, at my home and yeah I agree with Monty. Um, I was born this way, ways this way. Mm-hmm. Can never escape this <laughs> destiny. <laughs> uh, but um, I could honestly say when I started to okay take responsibility for my wokeness, mm-hmm. I was in high school, and a lot of girls that was younger than me, or not even younger than me, but a lot of my peers would just come to me, ask me for advice about anything, relationships, just. Crazy shit I didn't even know people value my opinion on. <laughs> but then people start coming to me for shit. And I'm like, maybe it's because, you know, they don't think the way I think. They can't come to these conclusions how I come to them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just, I think I became woke in high school, living my own life. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really took control of my own consciousness. But as a young adult and being in middle school and grade school, I was raised as a Black Panther, to be honest. I was raised <laughs> to be inspired by all the shit that was put in place before us. I was reading. I, I used to watch TED Talks as a sixth grader. I was the only sixth grader you know on YouTube watching <laughs> fucking TED yeah, Talks. TED Talks are inspiring. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, what, respons- what responsibility comes with being conscious? I think the responsibility that comes with being conscious is just, like, taking that on and understanding, like, you as a person have to make change, and you have to make the efforts to progress progress us as a whole. I mean, like, I think that's the responsibility that comes with it. Because once you know that stuff, you can't just, like, sit with it and be okay and live your normal life and not, like... Mm-hmm. Like acknowledge what's really going on in the world, so and I think, not help exactly. So I think the responsibility is just like taking action and going more in depth in your research and understanding and helping the community and loving all the community because we need that love and we need that progression. So yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I agree with Moni. Um, the responsibility that comes with being conscious is very much that of a helper, a parent, a elder, someone who can, you know, show you the way and everything. And we are young, and we don't have kids and everything, but still, I feel like it's my responsibility to show people the way. Right. Teach some things I learned, because, you know, teaching is everything, and mm-hmm. education is fundamental, and it gets you everywhere. And there is right. a reason back in the day they weren't trying to let black people read and shit like right. that. Because they didn't want us to get a hold of this. So, it, thinking in that sort of mindset, if there's a reason they didn't want us to get a hold of all of this education and now all of a sudden it's at our fingertips, mm-hmm. it's my responsibility to make people excited about going and get it. Because right. the phrase that everybody loves is, if you want to hide something from a nigga, what do you do? Put it in a book. Put it in a fucking book. <laughs> people need to read. People need to educate. People need to go out and explore everything because most of the stuff I learn isn't from online and mm-hmm. isn't from, you know, YouTube videos and isn't from TED Talks and mm-hmm. just, no, it's not from that. It's from reading, right. talking to people who experience these things. I talk to a whole bunch of old people. I love talking to old people. They got that knowledge, man. And they don't even realize it. They tell you about experiences that they went through back mm-hmm. in the day and you can see it for what it really was, but right. they just see it as life back then. Right, yeah. 
I like I think your responsibility with being conscious is just to awaken everybody else. And I think that's simply what it is because sure. if you take on that responsibility as one person being conscious, if you awaken one person by being conscious, that person mm-hmm. is gonna take that and awaken one person and then before you know it, we all gonna be out here. Right. And generations after generations, like as a person and you have kids and you teach your kids that mm-hmm. and this is a household, like we grew up, like we said, mm-hmm. and you have that and it sparks that wow, like I need to make a change, I need to make a difference, I need I have the power, like understanding your power is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, like understanding that you as a person can really sh- shake some stuff up, you know. So mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's also, yeah, our responsibility with being conscious, too, is to raise consciousness in the next, in the next generation because right. we are the ones that's about to have kids in the future. Our exactly. kids are going to be the one that's going to take over after we finish taking over. And we're young. We're in our prime. So we're going to be leading for 50 to 60 to 70 more mm-hmm. years. But after that, we need to make sure that we have raise these kids in generations beyond generations right. to be able to do the things that we've done because regardless of what the previous generation agrees or disagrees with with mm-hmm. our generation right. we've done a lot we have we've we really have and it's just proud to see like once you look at our community as a whole and you see like all the amazing dope shit that we are doing and progressing and consciousness and leveling up like all of us it's just like just like a love letter to us, you know, and it just feels good. So, yeah, just feels good. Here we are. <laughs> so this concludes the first coming back episode of Let's Talk 20 something. Yes. I hope you guys follow us on all our social medias. Keep in touch with us. We are going to stay consistent in 2020. That is our promise to you. So if y'all <laughs> could promise to be on our asses, to support us, to comment, to like, to share yes. with your friends share and everything. With the friends. Share this right now. You're listening right now? Share it right now. Share it. Like it. <laughs> Subscribe. Whatever the fuck you need to do to expose us to at least one person. Mm-hmm. By the time 2021 comes and we rebrand it, let's talk 20-21-somethings. 20 no, I'm just kidding. It's always going to be 20-somethings. 20-somethings. Until we're 30. Right. But until we're 30 years old, we need to make this shit pop. So... We love you guys for all the support, truly. I just want to take this time out mm-hmm. at the end of this podcast because we never got to speak about it like on the episode. That's true. Yeah, but our support system is fucking crazy. In, <laughs> in three episodes, we I got know, so much traction, so much support. We love you guys. Um, I'm thankful for everything. Yeah, I'm super thankful. And three episodes, when you think about it, it's not a lot. Not a lot And y'all all. were like there. So... We're back, and mm-hmm. we're going to pop these out, <laughs> and we appreciate all the support. Thank you so much, guys, and tune in to the next episode.